and welcome to the Millennials Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Bear, and I have Brian here with me today. Brian, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hey, what's up? I'm Brian, Brian Gully, uh, also known as B. John Gully. I'm a writer yep. uh, from New York. Yeah, and uh, you, uh, well, I was going to say recently, but it's not so recent anymore. You wrote a story called The Inkless and the Inked. Yeah, it still feels like uh, recently, but no, my debut story, The Inkless and the Inked, I released it in June of this year mm-hmm. and um, decided to go a little bit crazy with it and turn it into an audio story that I can release on podcasting platforms just because I love listening to podcasts, interacting on podcasts, and that's how I got here on this show with Bear. Yeah. Yeah, and this actually, it's been a long time coming. I just, if one thing or another, I just haven't been able to, to have you on, but here you are now. Hey, I, you know, our time always comes, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh... Before we get more into uh, the inkless and the inked, you did mention to me that you are working on another story that's going to be coming out in the near future. Yeah. Um, so, like, like I said, inkless and ink was a big project, um, but I don't want to be uh, calling myself a writer if I've only really done one thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And recently, an idea kind of jumped out at me for a short story, not as long as inkless and inked, probably like you know, uh, a couple thousand words, that's all. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote this, it's called The Button, and it comes out, so this is going to air on Thursday, so it's going to come out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, unless, you're, unless you're listening to this on Friday, in which case it's out today. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're listening to this in the future, it's been out. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, story is about, it's pretty you know, straightforward. It's about a man who receives a button from a stranger. That when he pushes it, has the abilities to just make him happy momentarily. Make okay. him feel good about life. All right. That that sounds pretty interesting. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you said it's coming out Thursday. It comes out the, the same day the, the show comes out. So no, it comes I'll, out on Friday. Oh, on Friday. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be checking that out. What Where'd you say uh, we can find that? So that's going to be available on my website, bjohngelly.com. Okay. Uh, this time around, it's just a written story. It's not like the English and the Inked. Mm-hmm. Uh, recorded audio style and you know pretty easy to explain why that's the case and that's because i don't feel like putting in hours of work editing and recording it yeah i don't have the ability to do what you do bear all the time <laughs> it's quite hard i commend you for that yeah thank you man good job man thanks i uh actually a, a little off topic but I, I was actually talking to a to a friend of mine recently and she wants to start her own podcast she was asking me for some advice yeah. And I told her, you know, if you're going to do a podcast, do it for you. I mean, sure, you know, cater to your audience and, you know, take recommendations and all that stuff. But once it stops being fun, just stop. Because ultimately, you're doing it to make you happy. Like, for me, this is a, a therapeutic thing. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just talking into a mic when you don't want to talk. Yeah. I mean. There's nothing worse than that. Yeah. There's definitely those days where I feel it. I'm just like, ah, just get it over <laughs> with. But once I sit down and actually start recording, it just it like flies by. Right on, man. Yeah, the the hardest part is coming up with ideas, which is I'm sure something you can relate to being a writer. Yeah, I mean, for a long time between writing and then recording Inkless in the Inked, and then going for this new story called the uh, the Button. I don't know if I said that before. I was kind of in a dry spell of ideas. I had one thing that I was working on that was kind of slow going, but I don't know if you can attest to this when I. When this idea for the button came, it came when I was doing my homework one day because I'm mm. a student also. 
and then it just like within a week flourished into something i don't know it's just uh i'm rambling but it's a good uh good feeling yeah you know? no I, I feel that sometimes you know you you really have something you just got to go with it at that moment or you're gonna lose mm-hmm. it it's kind of like um, a... so the button i want to give a little bit of a explanation of furthermore what it's about because i said the um what was it the backstory of you know he receives a button that can make him happy if he presses it yeah an interesting thing that I've, I've been telling people about this story whenever i they sort of dig in about it or if i give it to somebody early to read i love to tell them that um the most interesting part of this is that it's kind of a real thing that it's going to come about so i, I studied psychology and i was reading a neuroscience journal and this article about something called deep brain stimulation. Mm-hmm. They can do this in a part of your brain called the nucleus accumbens. And basically what this does is it gives you a feeling of pleasure, of reward, like you just completed something. And they've been using this to treat people with clinical depression that's like resistant to treatment. Uh-huh. But they're starting to say, okay, in 10, 20 years, this kind of thing, it's not going to take surgery to do to people. People might just be able to do it on their own. Okay. And their main question of the article is, you know, is this all right? Is it is it okay for people to just feel happy by pressing a button, or is it going to cause like some terrible stuff to happen? Like like people neglecting their duties or something, just feeling happy. <laughs> it's kind of like, like a high sort of drug. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the uh, the dopamine releasing in the brain, right? I don't know yes. much about it, but okay. No, you got it right there, man. All right, cool. So, uh, all right. So, I I think uh, I understand the concept a little bit better now. So the the story is going to be dealing with uh, the repercussions of having a button that can you can just make make you happier. Just kind of pose some questions about whether it's okay, whether it's like similar or dissimilar to what we do right now with like our cell phones. You know, yeah. like we feel good when we watch a video on YouTube, okay. or like listen to a podcast or read some dude's short story on his website. <laughs> Is that okay. the same as pressing a button to feel a little bit of good for a little bit of a second? Yeah. Okay, that definitely sounds interesting. Definitely yeah, yeah. checking that out. Yeah, I mean uh you know, originally when you posed the uh when you told me the the title, the button, mm-hmm. it reminded me of something that I read a long time ago and I was wondering if uh if it was gonna be similar to that. It's just a story of like this guy who who died and uh he was in this room with a a button in the middle or a key. So he pushes a button and uh, his family would gain, like, a crazy amount of money. All right. But somebody on Earth would die. Just someone random. Or if he takes a key, he could just walk out. So, uh, long story short, basically, he has to choose either greed and damnation or salvation. But right. he doesn't know this until after he makes his choice. And uh, I, so, I, I was wondering if it was going to be something kind of like that. When I was... First starting to write it, and I was like, oh, I'll just call it the button. That's nice and simple. Uh-huh. I remember not that exact story that you just told me, but a movie maybe based on that story about you press the button and you can get a million dollars, and but somebody somewhere dies. Uh-huh. Could even be you. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, all right, I got to make sure that I don't just write that story. Yeah, so, it's different not enough. To, not to give away anything, but that's actually like directly addressed in the story. Okay. All right. To that, to that movie or that. Yeah. That so story. you you I'm immediately uh put a split right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. Because like I said, I immediately thought of that because that short story was also called the button. 
Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm so glad because yeah, it's directly addressed. All right. Yeah. 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 I mean, from what you've told me right now, the short, uh, what do you call it? A synopsis that you gave me right now? Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it, it sounds completely different, different concept. So would you press it? Would you press the million dollar button? I'll start with that before I go into the happiness button. Cause that's a little bit less intense. Yeah. I think, you know, being with my, uh, my views of the afterlife and all that. Yeah. I think that I would so that my family would be taken care of in the future. But I'm also, you know, I, I accept that I am a selfish person. Like to me, yeah. my friends and my family and my loved ones come before anybody else. And that includes killing a random person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, I am a very selfish person. And uh, this comes with my view of the after afterlife, which I'm an atheist. I don't really believe in anything beyond. How about you? Would you push the button? First of all, I appreciate the honesty. Like, <laughs> it reminds me of another podcast of yours that I've listened to where you, you talk about, like, oh, yeah, I'm narcissistic as hell. I love listening to myself talk. <laughs> I love, the, like, the straight-up honesty. Because like, we're all thinking it. We're all like, oh, dude, I love looking at myself in the mirror. Yeah. You know, who doesn't? <laughs> of course. Um, I think I probably wouldn't push it. No. Just to make you look like a dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's hard to say because uh, the money going to my family, that sounds like a great thing. But I think if somebody gave it to me and said, hey, you press this and you can get the money, but someone's going to die, then I might get kind of like messed up about it. Because I know yeah. for a lot of people, money does tend to like, first of all, fade in how much happiness it brings you. Mm-hmm. But second of all, bring about unforeseen problems that you didn't even know came with money. Yeah. Yeah, very but true. It's a whole different thing for the happiness button because I find myself after writing this, I'm just looking at my phone in a different way. And mm-hmm. iPhone just came out with this new screen time monitoring thing. And they, I don't know if you have an iPhone or if they showed you this. No, like it, you, I don't have an iPhone, but is it a, like just pretty much tells you your screen on time? Yeah, it gives you your stats for the week. Got it. And man, oh man, it was embarrassing when I looked at mine. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, man. Is that <laughs> one of those that things that you'd rather not know? <laughs> yeah. But then they give you the option to like help you try to, you know, minimize that. Down a little. Yeah. But that happened right before I started writing the button. And um, the comparison between, you know, the dopamine from your phone and the dopamine from just pressing a button. Mm hmm. It has just been in my mind all day, so I've just been looking at my phone and being like, all right, I have to try to resist this for a while. And, you know, I can make it for, you know, a couple hours, but every so often, almost unconsciously, I'll just pick it up and I'll be on Instagram or something. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. I uh, I mean, I'm I'm at work all day and I, I work with my hands. I'm a mechanic. So uh-huh. uh, I I can't be on my phone all day while I'm at work, but I have noticed that once I get home, my phone is constantly in my hand. I, I have to charge my phone two or three times a day. Just yeah. it, how quickly that is, how much I use it. <laughs> Same thing, just subconsciously. I just start getting on it and I go on Reddit or Instagram or something. And I'm not even paying attention to what's on my phone, but I'm doing it. Like it's All this to say, if somebody gave me the happiness button, I'd probably be like fucking clicking away at that thing like crazy. <laughs> constantly, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Based on, on the little that I know of it right now, of, of the story, I think I would do. Mm. Just constantly be pushing that thing. I mean, who doesn't want to feel happy, right? Uh, and then 
luckily I, I was I took a whole course on happiness and well being while like for writing this. Mm-hmm. So I was able to incorporate some of the downsides of happiness that people don't think about. Okay. Um, and those will be evident in the story for people who read it. But just to give a preview, I'll say, you know, imagine the things that you don't pay attention to when you are happy. And that might be kind of a counterintuitive thing to think about. But there's a time and place for unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I'll say. There are... Uh... There needs to be a balance with emotions, just like with anything else. Mm. I feel you. Balance and composure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I'm very interested to check it out, man. Thanks for uh, having me on right before it comes out. It was really good timing. Yeah, yeah, for real. I went, you actually told me about it when? Last week? Yeah. I yeah. just finished it last week. Yeah, so, so I immediately thought, okay, so I'm going to have you on. This episode's going to come out this day. Uh, what day is today? The the tenth. Today's Monday. Comes out this Thursday. Whatever day that is. Yeah. Uh, twelve fourteen is the release date for that. Okay. So this episode comes out on the thirteenth. So yeah, yeah. I mean, whoever's listening to the show should go out and uh and check out your book. And then if you or your story, my favorite thing about writing and um, well, actually, not even a book, like a short short thing. It's like a couple thousand words, so yeah. not so much of a commitment. My favorite thing about writing and then releasing it, like digitally and being able to reach people even like connecting with you and then like reaching people i wouldn't have otherwise yeah is to hear the feedback from them so like i love when people message me online about what they read of my stuff and like their thoughts on it or maybe how like how they reacted to it how it made them feel there's nothing better than that mm-hmm. there was one time i kind of posted this like a uh, <laughs> like a cheeky like little joke where i was like i love hearing feedback from people or getting messaged on the uh writer platforms on my on my instagram or my facebook because one of those like sex worker bots like messaged me and like tried <laughs> to get me to join like a private chat room with them yeah i just kept promoting inkless in the ink as a response <laughs> if you want to see the exchange you can go on my twitter it's <laughs> That's pretty good. And she was like, yeah, I'm really lonely tonight, and uh, all I have is this webcam that I want to try out. And I said to her, well, if you're lonely and bored, you know, the Inkless and the Inked, available on SoundCloud and <laughs> Apple Podcasts, is an hour and 15 minutes of quality content. Some blue. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're bots. They're, they're just keep going like you're talking to oh, all yeah. of them or whatever. We, you know, me and, me and this bot, we just – like quarreled with ads with each other for a good 15 <laughs> minutes. Neither of us was letting up. That's great. Yeah, I remember uh, about, I don't know, a few months ago, I was still living in California. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still a little sick. Yep. Yeah, a few months ago, I was still living back in California, and uh, Moon was still on the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. She was still regularly on. And so on her Tinder, she would promote the podcast so (laughs) we'd get a bunch of messages on on the on on the podcast instagram from guys trying to trying to get with her so this one guy one time he he messaged me saying something about hey i saw you on tinder uh what are you wearing and i was like and you got the message i was like okay i was like okay i'm gonna go with this i was like uh oh you know i'm just over here hanging out in my undies and you know which i was at the time i was alone whatever 
So uh, he goes, oh, okay. Uh, so tells me what turns you on. I was like, you want to know? He goes, yeah. You really want to know? Yeah. You checking out my podcast at millennials.podbean.com. <laughs> you can find it on Spotify, iTunes. What <laughs> I just gave him the whole spiel. He was like, oh, haha. But really, what turns you on? You listening to the podcast and just I, I just <laughs> went back and forth with him and he just he wasn't getting it. He wasn't getting that it was me. So he sent me a picture of his dick. So I sent him a picture of my face and I was like, you've been talking to me, man. He blocked he me. You a picture <laughs> of his dick? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, these guys, they, they think uh, their dicks are God's gift to Earth or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty great. Yeah. He'd probably make a good, a good guest on the show. I mean, I'd love to have him on if he hadn't blocked me. Yeah, yeah, that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because she was promoting the podcast on her Instagram, I constantly got messages of these thirsty ass guys just trying to get in her pants. It's just you do realize that this isn't her personal Instagram. She's promoting the podcast, you fucking idiots. <laughs> but whatever. Just fielding all these thirsty messages. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. The funny this thing is, is like, that we actually did get a few listeners from that because they actually became interested afterwards. Was, All right, cool. Like, your technique is working, Moon. Don't change a thing. Just, yeah. I'll just I mean, wade through the dick like, pics. You know I'm here already. I might as well give it a listen. And then they were like, oh. Yeah. Cool. These, guys, these guys have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for, uh, for Inkless. Yeah. Yep. What made you come up with that idea, man? Because I had never really uh listen to anything like that before yeah well first some background i was a little bit nervous coming on to this show about ink listening because i was listening to you guys and like yo like they're funny like and they're <laughs> and like their content is all like you know explicit and and that kind of stuff and i'm like i'm here i have this like such an like emotional story that's like kind of dark but then it has some comedy in it yeah but anyway it's about um it's about a couple um where one night the guy his name is mark he Mm -hmm. hears that his girlfriend alice has committed suicide and he's very distraught and when he goes to clean out her apartment to try to get things organized he finds that she's there and she's just fine she's alive and well and she has no idea what what he's talking about that that she's dead and the couple soon soon finds out that only mark can see hear or feel alice uh, she's still alive to him, but to everyone else, she she really is dead. She really did kill herself, and they yeah. have to figure out what's going on. So that's what that story's about. It. So when you ask me like, what made you come up with the idea, like the idea for the story, or the idea to turn it into like audio? Uh, the idea for the story itself, because it's it it was such a such an emotional story. Yet, I mean, there there was numerous points throughout the story that that I teared up, or actually more towards the end, I actually straight up cried. Like it's. It's very uh, emotional. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, it's just, it's such a, it's such a raw and sad, and at, at points funny, but overall, <laughs> it's this, it's a heavy story, you know. And I was just wondering, like, how, how you came up with that? What inspired you to write that? So it's, it's nothing like the button. Just mm-hmm. to throw that out there. I mean, I wrote both of them, so it's the same in that sense. But Inkless and the Inked, um, like they're saying, is it's very uh, uh, serious. And the idea came from two separate things, kind of. So there was the the feeling of it, and then the character of it. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with the feeling. The feeling came from like not a feeling of necessary grief of someone being 
absolutely dead, even though that's kind of what the story ended up being about. Just a feeling of someone being gone, but also kind of with you, or more more the opposite way, actually. Someone being with you, but you, like, you feel like they're just kind of fading. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how I took it. Yeah. And that that doesn't necessarily have, have to happen in a case of, like, um, like mortality, like loss. Yeah. That could happen in, in, like, a mental illness scenario or even in other scenarios where you feel like you're just the person that you're with isn't quite there. Yeah. And then the character of it, especially with Mark, came in hearing about, like, tattoos or just exploring this idea of, like, excessive tattoos, mm-hmm. rather. It's a better way to put it. And it really came from me getting into this band where the singer had a full sleeve of ink, not in the bunch of different tattoos, but in just straight-up blacked-out arm. Okay. My first reaction was like, wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Second reaction was, why? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Mark's arm in the story straight-up came from a... From the singer's tattoo. Yeah, from the the band um, Joyce Manor. Okay. California. All right. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was a combination of those two: the character and then the feeling that kind of that led to the story. Okay. Wow. And uh, now now that you're speaking of a, uh, you know, the feeling of it, talking about a uh, mental illness or uh, someone just leaving in a relationship or something like being there but not being there, like mm-hmm. the the heart. I know that I've been in that situation a lot. Sometimes it's been me who's like that. Like, I'm physically there, but I'm not really into it anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's... uh, The feeling of the story felt very familiar to me. I think that's why I connected with it on such a deep level. Like, it was... Like I said, I I straight up cried, like, towards the end. It's just... uh, You know, without spoiling much, but it was just... It got to a point where... I think we can safely... uh... Go first, non-spoilers, and then spoilers. I mean, it's been out since June. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel, but, I'm, I'm not too worried about. It. So I, I, I think we can talk ending it uh, eventually. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll probably leave that till for the end of the show. Anyone who cool. wants to read it can. Uh... Yeah, but Sorry, uh, what were you saying then? Yeah, w- without spoiling too much, towards the ending where, uh, you know, it, there's this acceptance that this is happening is just a, that's kind of where I broke down. Because it's, yeah. it's just uh, it like I said, it's a feeling that I'm very familiar with. I've been familiar with it a bunch of times, and yeah, man, I just I I really appreciate you you having written that. Thanks, man. <clears throat> and I don't know, even uh, you saying this, and the few people you know, people have been entertained by it, which is awesome. That you know, they could take an hour or so out of their day and listen to a story and be like, feel an emotion, and then maybe laugh a little. Mm-hmm. But you know, a select handful of people who feel they have connected with it on a personal level and who have let me know about that uh, really, like, made the whole thing worthwhile. And, yeah. And made me think, like, all right, you know, maybe I'm in school to do something as a day job or whatever. But this writing thing is, um, it's near and dear to me. And it's yeah. not going to stop. If, if it's, it's something you're passionate about. Yeah. If if seven or eight people say like, yeah, you wrote this, you put it all out there, and I felt it in this way, maybe in a way that you didn't even in, intend initially, but now I'm telling you about it. Mm-hmm. That is like top top shelf for me. Yeah, and I know. Uh, 
you know, Chris couldn't be here today. He had an emergency called into work and no worries. But uh he also listened to the story and he also connected oh, to yeah. it. You know, yeah, he he uh he was he and I were talking about it a little bit. We were kind of talking to each other what we were gonna ask you about and everything. Yeah. And he said that uh you know, the the ending of the story there's just uh like it was a heart wrenching story, especially towards the end. But yeah. uh but he was just like once it was over and that song comes in. What's that song, by the way? Who sings that? So that is uh, the song is called Half of the Moon. Uh-huh. And it's by a really good friend of mine named Kristen Kettles. Kristen Kettles. Yeah. So she wrote that song for the story. Okay. She also all the instrumental tracks that you're hearing during the during that audio recording. That's, that's her. also her. She it's a sort of a soundtrack that she wrote. But then I was talking to her. I was like, all right, well, like what would really nail this home? would be like in a movie you'd be watching and then it would end and you'd get like an end credit scene with, yeah with a song or you get that the credits would roll when a song would play and i'm like all right well, we're not gonna have any credits roll because we're an audio story but just to play the whole story out with the song i think would be the most appropriate thing to do yeah and i knew i went to her because i knew that she was gonna write a song that was fucking beautiful yeah it really was she's just that kind of uh singer and, and songwriter and it, it, i recommend you know, anybody who's into that um into her stuff who hears it on the album i mean on, on the audio story to check her out on um, like instagram or something she's on at scrollscape i'll send the the words to you i'll send it to you on instagram so you can like tag it or whatever okay yeah yeah i'll put i'll pull tags for everything i'll put tags to your website and your instagram and everything in the but description I was totally, when we were putting the whole thing together i was totally like like uh you know busting their chops and being like yeah like you know most of the listens that come for this story are going to be people like pressing play and then fast forwarding away to the end of your song because it's that good <laughs> it is yeah it's a, it's a really good song and uh that's, that's what i was what getting I at that when the ending came and uh the song started playing and everything i was just like i, I was i remember the first time i heard it because I've, I've listened to the story a couple times now the first time I heard it, I was actually at work, just had my earbuds in, and I actually mm-hmm. had to sit down and just kind of listen to the song, just because I was just yeah, amazed. And it was just after such a, a heavy story, the song was kind of like uplifting a little bit, you know. It was kind of like it, it finished off happy for me, like it left me in a, in a good mood. Chris, uh, on the other hand, he was telling me that the song it was beautiful, but it was like kind of haunting for him, and it, it was just kind of like it the the heaviness of the whole story, like it, it came down on him even more. That's interesting. So uh yeah, so that that was like kind of a, a difference in opinion that we had in that. Like we both thoroughly enjoyed it. But yeah, it was just we we took that differently at the end. Oh, that's interesting. I definitely am gonna let uh Kristen know about that. I gotta ask you, how did you enjoy Jack's voice? That deep throwing voice of his <laughs> I, I I did enjoy it, but uh you know, and I, I hope that you can take a little bit of a of a criticism, send it his way. About, man. Um at some points, it did seem like he started to mumble, and yeah. being that his voice is so deep, it was kind of hard to understand a little bit. Right, right, right. right yeah. Right, yeah, but I did like it, it. It fit the story well. When I I heard him talking, I, I went to high school with Jack, so we knew each other uh-huh. for for a little while. Um, and I saw him getting into film and hearing his talking. I'm like, all right, you know, uh, that's a voice I can see people wanting to hear when they when they listen to their. Uh, to the audio story. Yeah. Yeah, because it's and soothing. 
and people usually ask me like, you know, why are you having Jack do this? Like, why don't you just read it yourself? And like the, the nice answer is that I want to collaborate with somebody and work as like a director and an actor or whatever. Mm. But the real answer is I don't want to talk that much and I hate my own voice. (laughs) (laughs) That's as good an answer as any. I mean, and I mean, you're being honest, so. I'm sure you fought through that being a podcaster, those initial times of hearing your own voice versus now that you're used to it. Yeah, I mean, now I'm I'm definitely used to it, but at first it was super weird hearing my own voice and I hated it. And I've yeah. grown to, you know, the more I listen, because I listen to every episode of the podcast like three times because I edit it and everything. And then I listen yeah. to a final take, make sure it's all good, make sure I'm satisfied with how everyone else is going to perceive it. Now I'm used I mean, to it. This is my voice. Times, right? Fuck it. I'm sorry? And then you listen to it a few more times, right? Yeah, just just to get my own downloads up. <laughs> <laughs> my own plays up. No, uh, but I was talking to Chris, and he was telling me that he hates the way that his voice sounds. And I was like, oh, it's because you're pretty new at this, man. Like, I told him, you're going to get used to it. That's just... Oh, yeah. We're not used to hearing our own voice played back at us. Yeah, replacing... Uh, replacing um, Moon. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Moon... She might come back intermittently here and there. It's just she has some other personal stuff to deal with at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's just a uh, – it's definitely a hurdle to get over, hearing your own voice. Yeah. But uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I like your voice. I like the way it sounds. And I, I think it would have sounded well in, on the story too. I totally <sighs> appreciate the honesty with not wanting to talk that much though. <laughs> I definitely get that. <laughs> but you got to admit the nice answer still has some – some good stuff in it. And that yeah. I got to do that directing and acting thing with, with Jack and hear him like give notes and be like, yeah, I think I should say it this way here. Yeah. And then at times get to like crack the whip on them and be like, nah, man, you're saying it in this way. Yeah. This is how I wrote it and this is an important part. Because this is how you wrote it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I totally so get well. that. And that's, that's where the directing comes. Yeah. That you wrote this to be interpreted this way. So this is how you're supposed to read it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I totally get that, that. Being the getting to do that director thing and getting to do the audio mixing thing was like uh, it was supposed to be to make a big splash with this first story, and yeah. I think that's what it did because I got I'm getting to talk about Jack and I'm getting to talk about Kristen and her and her song, mm-hmm. and then a few different artists I've worked with so far because I love to you know you don't want to just put something out there and just have words you know yeah like at least one picture yeah. Yeah, of course. I did see this one picture that uh that someone drew for you. Uh, I mean, I don't get on Instagram as much as I should, but uh, someone just drew a picture of of Mark with like a ghost Alice and his blacked out arm and everything. You posted on your Instagram. Yeah. So was it the one in color or black and white? It was in color. Okay. Yeah. So that was uh Christina. She uh Christina Parrish. She's on Instagram too. She did the artwork for the button. Oh, okay. So you'll see, everyone will see that when it comes out, um, and you can see it now for the at the promos. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, awesome to work with, especially with that Mark and Alice picture. Yeah, I did that to make a, an ad to put out online for the for the audio story. And she killed it. Like it's so weird to have like such a dead on interpretation of two characters that you made. Yeah, and not just like cartoons. Like they look like more realistic and there's a lot of detail about them mm-hmm. and she killed it man she's so good yeah it was a really good piece i I really like that and uh 
yeah, same how you were saying that it's a really good interpretation. I mean, the way that, that Jax read it and the way that you wrote it and everything and the music and the background and everything, yeah. it put this picture in my head. And then when I saw that, that that's exactly what I had in my head. Like, she nailed it. That's good, you know? Yeah. You don't want to see the picture and be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I saw it and I immediately knew who it was and what it was. And, you know, was, she did a really good job. Do you have any tattoos? I do. I have two tattoos. Uh, one big one on my uh, my left arm. It's uh, like the face of the Astacondo with a tree growing out of it. Okay. And cool. then I have a semicolon on my left middle finger. Nice. The semicolon's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Moon actually gave it to me. Stick and poke. <laughs> she gave you the tattoo? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. One day I was just kind of like, I want a tattoo. I want something that means a lot to me. And I've always been super into a... Uh, like uh, advocating for mental health and uh, like suicide awareness and st- stuff like that. Cause I've been a victim of a, not a victim, but a, I- I've suffered through a, a lot of stuff like that too. One, one who endures. Yeah. I would call it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have been. So uh, yeah, she told me the meaning behind the semicolon tattoo. And then we went out, bought some uh, tattoo ink, couple needles, some uh, chopsticks to, uh, you know, use as a, as a prop. And yeah, she gave me the tattoo. She's just like jabbed you in the finger with it. A bunch, yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's kind of fading a little bit, but and it's it's very imperfect, and it's, I don't know if you can see it, but okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's not perfect by any means, but I love it because one, it's got a lot of meaning behind it, and you know it's uh it's something that I was going through at the time. You know, gave me a little bit of strength and everything, and two. One of my best friends in the whole world gave it to me. So it just, it means a lot. Yeah. Even if she inflicted a whole bunch of pain on you in the process. <laughs> exactly. But I think it was worth it. How about you? Do you have, have any tattoos? tattoos. No? It's just funny. You're the inkless. I'm writing the inkless and the ink. <laughs> I would be the inkless one. Would Would but, you like uh, to get some tattoos? I'm... What? Would you like to get some at some point? Yeah, I'm due for uh, for some. I'm getting some of my family in January. And then I got some ideas for just ones all on my own after that. Nice. I got a fake tattoo once. Mm. You I, just like the way it looked? No, I was it was <laughs> it was kind of mean. <laughs> I, I was um going to a Halloween in July party. Okay. And I was like, I don't have a costume, and this was a month after Inkless and Yanked came out and the listens were going up and everything. But I want like my friends like you should boost it and like be the character from your own story. So I was like, hell yeah. I'll do that. And I got this um, just body paint to do the full blackout arm that mm-hmm. Mark has in the story. And I passed it off on my Instagram like I actually just did the whole thing. And I think I remember I got, seeing that. Like, you think it's like, – Yeah. I got a combination of messages that were either like really concerned, like <laughs> why would you do that, you idiot? Or like totally like – psyched like yo that looks awesome those people like i didn't know that well they were just kind of like these weird guys i went to high school with <laughs> i appreciated their positivity yeah i mean fuck it <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that you know for being a uh a host at a podcast sometimes i don't have anything really to say it's so just fuck it <laughs> <laughs> a good name for it good name <laughs> yeah it's like your catchphrase yeah yeah i guess so i say it so much it might as well should be so uh 
Uh, shit, I had something in my head, then I completely skipped my mind. Uh, okay, so aside from Inkless and now the button, have you mm-hmm. written anything else beforehand or? Yeah, yeah, I wrote. The longest thing I wrote was it was before all this. I wrote a whole novel actually. Okay. Um, it was a my first work. It's this huge. It's like hundreds and hundreds of pages. Um, and it it's just not been sent anywhere yet it's a it's a personal piece Mm -hmm. um they say i always heard one person tell me that when you write your first book as a writer just put it in your bottom drawer and leave it there Mm. is there you come back to it eventually but it's not the thing that you lead with Uh uh-huh is is there a reason for uh setting it aside or i mean aside from you know not being because your first thing i imagine you can only improve from there. Yeah, yeah. I, even so, I, I, I enjoy it. It's probably like one of my favorite things that I've ever written. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not something I can describe. Like, I can say to you, oh, Inkless and the Inked, I can say a paragraph about that and say a couple, uh, Alice commits suicide. She comes back. She's like a ghost. They got to see what's going on. I can sum that up in a paragraph. The button, even easier, I can say, a guy gets a button and it makes him happy if he presses it. Mm-hmm. This the the book I wrote back when I was I was like nineteen twenty. I, there's no way I can sum it up like that. So get into the realistic, get people to read your stuff side of things. Mm-hmm. If you can't sum it up to them, how are you gonna hook them and get them to read it? Yeah. Unless you have a big name on it. One of my favorite writers, this guy named Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. You ever hear of him? Yeah. So he, he wasn't a big novelist. He was like a journalist. He did like crazy like drugs and wrote these crazy books about going to Las Vegas and going crazy. Yeah. Before that, he was a young novelist and he couldn't get his book published called The Rum Diary. And he wrote, he was like 23 years old. Then he be, he puts the whole writing novels things aside. He becomes Hunter S. Thompson, this like epic journalist. And then in the 90s, he's cleaning out his basement with a friend and his friend's like, what the hell is that? He's like, oh, that's my novel. It comes out, it gets published in like 1995 as the long lost novel by Hunter S. Thompson. Mm-hmm. But the, my point in all this is people want to read that novel in the 90s because it's Hunter S. Thompson who wrote it when he was a kid. Yeah. The story of it isn't something that you could just pitch and, and sell easily. Mm-hmm. You, easily. You could probably do it if you worked really hard at it. But at the same time, then you're not working on other things. You know, you're not expanding. So this this novel of yours, uh, mm-hmm. at some point in the future, once you you uh, make a name for yourself and everything, would you release it at then at that point, or is that something personal Absolutely. to you? You would. I'd I'd release it next up, if um, if people ask for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still starting out though. You know, people yeah. are still just starting to read my stuff. That's great, and I have no doubt plenty more to offer. I'm in the middle of writing something now that after I finish it, I want to, for the first time, I've done the audio thing, and now I'm going to do the like online publishing thing. Next up, I'd like to do a print version, actually get a hard copy and be able to sell to people, be able to ship it to people who want it. Yeah, okay, that was actually going to be my next question, if you'd ever considered actual like hard copies. Yeah, so the thing I'm writing now, um, halfway done, still workshopping it, but 
what I mainly want to say about it is that I want it to be on hard copy, but mm-hmm. also include in it a hard copy of English and the Inked. Okay. So I think that people who listen to the story, maybe you can attest to this, would really appreciate having a hard copy of that that they can just have. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love a hard copy of Inglis. Oh, man. Well, you're first on the list then. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just let me back on the show and I'll just send it to you for free. Yeah, man, whenever <laughs> you want, man. Even, even if you're not promoting anything, you, you know, we're, I'm having a good time talking to you. You can come just back Just come on and have a beer and talk? Yeah, sounds good, Sounds man. good to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a really cool guy. How old are you, by the way? 23 23 okay oh you're yeah, you're yeah. younger than i than i thought that's cool Thanks. man <laughs> no, I, I get either people who think i'm older or younger and i think it's just depending on if i shave the thing well it's not it's not it has nothing to do with your looks for me it's just uh you know when, whenever i think of an, an author or a writer so someone who uh, has written a book i just think true. older for some reason yeah it is like a hermit type thing like i like i drink like brown liquor and the typewriter yeah (laughs) yeah that's just uh that i mean maybe that just shows my uh inexperience with this sort of thing because as much as i hate it i'm not much of a reader and i want to change that it's just uh that's why that's why i also did english in the inked mm -hmm. uh, audio yeah i mean that that definitely uh helped with my situation i was at work and i was just listening to it and i was just like it was great oh yeah and I'm glad still the message came across. It's hard now because while well, I want people to be able to read it just in their hands, like a physical copy, mm-hmm. I think to myself, then when they finish it, Kristen Kellis' song isn't going to play. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is the point then? <laughs> Actually, when I was a kid, I uh, – like, did you ever have, like, those scholastic book fairs at, at your school, in your elementary yeah, school? Sure. So yeah. I bought this book called Everworld. Okay. And uh, it it was just a story about uh, like these teenagers. Whenever they they would sleep, they would go to a different world called Everworld, where it was like an alternate version of history. They were in the middle of a a Viking war against the Aztecs. The thing is, though, is if they died in their dream, in their dream world, they would actually die. So it was a pretty interesting. It was a pretty interesting story. Pretty interesting read. And it was, I guess, it was like the first book in a series of. I don't know, however many books, the Everworld series. But the book came with this CD with four tracks on it. Oh. And uh, the four tracks, I mean, I was like eight or nine at the time. But the four tracks matched perfectly with the the book, the progression it went. So the first yeah. track was a song called Touched by Vast, which became one of my favorite bands to this day. Uh, a band that not many people know of, Vast. Uh, it's it's a very like spiritual uh opening to the song very like uh it's kind of cryptic so yeah. it's it's kind of like something that's not real but is real and you just kind of so try to make really sense angelic yeah the next song was it was you know it was, it was the early 2000s it was a like rap rock song new metal baby yeah new metal uh it was called uh walkabout or something by dd it was something a band i've never heard of since yeah. Uh, third song was "Just Stop" by Stained, or yeah, "Just Go" by yeah. Stained, and Stained. then the the last yeah. song was uh, "Aftertaste" by Reveal, which was also like a, it was a very strong ending. It was a, uh, you know, it was like like demonic, evil song. It, it was all new metal, but you know, it was, it was uh, uh, first off, it was my first in- introduction to uh, rock music, to like metal music, 
which you know I'm, I'm a huge metalhead now and uh-huh. second off it was perfect for that book because through four songs it kind of told the story of the book like the the emotions that you would feel throughout it so now that you're saying that people wouldn't listen to a to to your friend's song it makes me think that you know maybe when you publish the book maybe you should put like a little cd or something in there yeah. with her song like i don't know or at least a link yeah at least a link some, something follow this website yeah or, or maybe cool. like the last page maybe just like lyrics kind of like a poem or something i don't know all right, this is good. I'm keeping all this. Just so you know. <laughs> Go for it, man. Go for it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, a hard copy of Inkless would be would be great, man. That's the goal. That's the next step for me. Yeah, and uh, I know that you're still working on this new story, but yeah. anything that you can tell at all, or do you okay. want to wait? Uh, yeah, I can tell one thing. Okay. It's about a politician with insomnia. Okay. Ooh. Okay. That sounds interesting. All right, that's all I'll say for now. Awesome. You got a an expected release date for that, or it's still early uh, in the like process? I'd like to finish writing it this over this winter break, uh, between semesters rather. I'm in grad school, so yeah, sometime between mid January. Okay. I mean mid mid December and mid January. Okay, so at some point next year, probably. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, deadline. Okay, so I I think we've gone to a point now where uh you know we're we're nearing the the end of the show. Maybe we can talk some spoilers. Sounds good. Inkless. So uh the whole interaction with with uh with the father. Where uh This isn't what I was expecting, but okay. Yeah, I I just kinda wanna get get several points that I kinda had in my head. Sounds good. The whole interaction with the father where he went out to recognize the body and and uh you know, he gets to the to the front lawn of the what was it, an apartment building or a house? Uh oh, Alice's so the front lawn of the funeral home. Uh no, uh, w- when he first goes to her oh, house, when Mark is cleaning out the, yeah, yeah, of the house that Alice has the apartment in. Yes. Okay, so when when Alice was, I mean, this is a completely irrelevant question, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, but it was just something that I was weird. Uh, it was in my head. When Alice goes to touch him, she gets thrown off. Is is it something like she goes through him or something, or just like an energy pushes her off, or? So it he's walking towards Mark, yeah. kind of like in a beeline. And Alice goes to stop him. Yeah. But she has no weight at this point. Okay. When she, you know, when everything's happening, she's losing weight by the second. She has an inability to affect the world around her. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of breaks through her like a linebacker and knocks her over and doesn't even realize. Okay. Her dad, that is. So, so okay, so she's weightless. How is it that she was picking up the jar in the, in the beginning when Mark first walks in? So the jar between when he first walks in and between, like, when it, it begins – to unveil what's happening mm-hmm. that's when she starts to lose this weight that she's had oh okay it's as if as if mark entering had started this whole course of events okay all right so it's it's a progress thing it's not yeah like she's there and now she's not know, after a while she starts to not be able to even hold herself up she's yeah losing strength by the minute in the story yeah okay uh but i can clarify that okay yeah that, that that's just like I said, it's it's such a nothing thing, but it was just something that I had in my head. No, no, I'm glad that you bring it up. But there have been plot holes that I've seen in the own story where I've been like, oh, shit, I hope no one knows that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious, like what? <laughs> Not going to tell you, but that one I can't account for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, I do wish that the, the character of the uh, the doctor, Alice's friend, what was his Dr. name? Dr. Bratar. 
Dr. Butar. Mm. I do wish that he was fleshed out a little bit more just because uh, it felt like, like he was supposed to be important, but he wasn't really. Yeah. He's seen, seemingly the model of a good friend. Yeah. You know, the opposite of the Dennis character. Okay. Doesn't have any lines, mm-hmm. which in hindsight, it's kind of, kind of sucks because he's, you can, just by the description of him, you, you get the sense of just a good man. Yeah. Yeah, I got that, about. but, uh, but I just, it felt like I didn't really know him. Yeah. And that's something that I'm working more on in, in newer stories is supporting characters of, of good friends of, of um, lovingness mm-hmm. uh, plays a lot bigger role in um, newer projects. Okay. Fucking Dennis. I hated Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> that's all That's all I'm going to say about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could see why Alice didn't like him at all. That's the perfect reaction. <laughs> yeah, just you know, at at first when Mark is first describing Dennis, you just kind of get the the the, the feeling he's kind of the asshole friend. Yeah. But then at the funeral, he really shows that he's a real asshole, not just like a like a jokey asshole. It's just like, man, fuck this fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. The ending, okay, I I've, I told you that I've listened to the story a handful of times now, yep. and I did tell you that uh, the first time that I listened to it, that the ending did feel a little bit like a, like, like, like a cop-out, that, you know, I, yeah. lack of a better, a nicer way to put it. Yeah. Upon listening to it more, it doesn't feel like that anymore. Uh, so, so, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of the way that I took it. Mm-hmm. At first, I took it that Mark w- wakes up and oh, it was it was all a dream, nothing really happened. The next time that I listened to it, I went darker. It just Mark did commit suicide, and uh, now he's with Alice. The third time that I listened to it, I took it just as a okay, it was a dream, but Mark has a a new understanding and a new appreciation for what he has. Whereas at the beginning of the story, he was, you know, he he was really in his own head. I mean, with the whole getting the tattoo, just because it, he wanted it to hurt. He wanted it feel. After this experience, this nightmare of an experience, he has a new understanding in life. Also, looking for a fight in the beginning of the story with Alice, just for any reason to fight with her. That's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. You tell me. I think I think the the third one is the more accurate one or it's a good try of trying to get me to say which one's the most accurate <laughs> the point is here and i'm glad that you've listened to it three times because those three things that you've said those three versions are different versions that each people have gotten from it okay some of them like you if you've listened to it a couple times all of them considered all options otherwise people who have listened to it one time saying oh it was this or oh it was this the opposite side yeah it was the dream or it was the suicide, mm-hmm. or it was the what has been learned, and I have I do know what I wrote, what I intended when I did it, but upon finding that there's these different interpretations, I think that it's best for me to leave it open and and let people do that. Leave it up to interpretation. I think that I think that your three interpretations kind of encapsulate the best picture of the spectrum. Okay. There is. There's 
happiest it can be, simple, and go on from there happily ever after. Mm-hmm. There's fuck. There's dark as it can be, and wow, there's really no hope in this. Or there's someone in the middle but on the better side, which is there's been a lesson in all this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, since you're leaving up to interpretation, I guess, I think that's the one that I'm going to go with. Cause the first time I listened to it, like I said, it just, it felt like a, like a, it felt like the rest of the story was kind of cheapened Yeah. by the ending. It's just cause me being the cynic that I am, I guess I was just kind of like, Oh, I, I prefer a darker ending. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I listened to it the second time. Like I said, I, I, I gathered that he did kill himself and uh, I wasn't satisfied with that either. It wasn't until the third time that I started paying attention to other details. Like you said, Mark fighting in the beginning with his, with his girlfriend and uh, him doing shit just to feel something. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, first it, of all, thank you for listening to it. That like reading that much, like trying to understand it that much. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. <laughs> Second of all, well, you might think at first that the biggest cop out is making things all a dream. Mm-hmm. The real biggest cop out, and this is from a writer to everyone else in the world, the real biggest cop out is leaving it open to interpretation, and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, and you you know, I'm 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 not a writer, so you know, I don't know. All I know is what I was taught in elementary school is like, oh, you never, oh, you wake up and it's a dream. That's not how you do things. But I think if <laughs> If this story, if that is the way that it ends, I think that you did it the right way. Yeah. Where I, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just upon hey, listening to are, it, rules are meant to be broken. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> upon listening to it uh, multiple times, I've just I, I gained uh, a new appreciation looking into the details. Thank you for thank you for looking into those details. I hope that you and everyone else who gives it a chance that you guys enjoy the button it's a short little thing but i i did put a, some new kind of creativity into it and you know hopefully hopefully it makes people happy <laughs> as as the button should it'll be uh it'll be my button <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out it comes out on uh on friday but uh brian it's time to to end this episode you got any last things you would like to say uh, I thank you. Yeah, thank you, Alberto. Thank, yeah, you, thank you for being on. Hell yeah, dude! It, it's Give been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, you you want to plug your stuff? I know you already plugged the website a little bit, but yeah, cheers. It's um, bjongelly dot com is where you can find me. I uh, find the writing, find links to English Inked and the button and other small things I've done. And then from there, social media accounts will pop up. They're all basically at three gully. Okay. Uh, message me, you know, drop me a line and uh, tell me what you think. All right, man. And, uh, you know, just like usual, I'll also put all the stuff in the description of the, uh, of the episode. And, uh, you know, I'll make a, a short preview, uh, the day before releasing and all that. Uh, you already sent me your picture. Very handsome, by the way. I'll, I'm definitely gonna use that. <laughs> I'm gonna put the background as the uh, the artwork you sent me for the button. Yep. So I'm excited uh, to see what you'll pick for the uh, for the preview. <laughs> we'll see. I'll have to listen to. Usually, what I do is I listen to the whole thing and then I listen to it again, looking for something to use for a preview. 
yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just I, I usually try to use the funniest bit or something, something to get people hooked. Yeah. But uh, I but we will see. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Without further ado, though, please remember to rate, review, and comment on all of our stuff. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use, including Spotify, because they like us now. If you enjoy our show, make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram at Billennials Podcast, Facebook and Twitter at Billennials or Google us. Feel free to email any questions, concerns, or stories to BillennialsPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you tell your friends and family about the show. Uh, post us on your story. Just let us know that you're listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, but that's going to that's gonna do it, Brian. Cheers, man. Peace yep. out, everybody. Thank you for being on. Goodbye. Goodbye.